Get to know Erica McCall and Naisha Forbes. They are real life best friends and the authors of All Good Just a Week Ago. <laughs> I am I'm sorry. I am excited. I am excited to feature Erica McCall and Naisha Forbes to the Shandria Show. Ladies, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You are the authors of All Good Just a Week Ago. I'm so excited about your beautiful new book. Look at the covers in the background there. <laughs> Please, um, one of you, tell me the backstory of the book title. So, well, when it comes to dating, like what we share in our introduction is one week you can be at Red Lobster sharing your last Cheddar Bay biscuit with your love, you know, across the table. And then the next week, you don't even want to see them. You know, you broke up with them or something happened and you're like, what happened in just one week that I don't want to see their face again? Like it's, it literally was all good just a week ago. What happened in that week? And so, um, for you, because you're married, Naisha, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, happily married. Uh -huh. <laughs> you're happily married, yes. So, yes. you know, what was your experience like? Because obviously you haven't always been married. So so do you pull from like dating life prior to being married? Is that what, was that the answer? Oh, absolutely. I mean, my journey was um, very colorful. I would like to describe it as being that, um, in that I definitely, you know, have my fair share of, you know, frogs that I, you know, had to dabble with before I got to, you know, my prince. And, you know, the thing to really keep in mind is that everybody's journey is different. Obviously, you know, we have, you know, some guys that are like a bad batch, you know, we're like, okay, when is this going to, when is this going to end? And for me, it didn't really end until I really caught the lesson. And I caught the lesson after the spiritual whooping, but the spiritual whooping came on the back end of getting dumped by a guy that I thought was going to be that person. So I just had to change my whole strategy around. Um, and we talk about that a lot in the book. For me, it was more of a bolder statement and saying like, you know what, I'm not having sex until I get married, period, you know? Um, and I was able to really reap the benefits of that, um, that action, so here we so are. You all are real life best friends, which I think is an amazing factor in this story. So obviously you all are, are sharing these stories over the years, you know, um, what was it like for you creating the book? It was so much fun. Um, we had lots of laughter. I mean, we laughed together every day about some of everything, but it was so funny because we've been sharing the book, like we're literally laughing about different stories and scenarios that we once cried about. So that journey of being able to do that together was so much fun. And you know, what started out with, with just, you know, as a book of just funny dating stories just ended up being lots of lessons that we were able to reflect on together. That's beautiful. Um, I, I read that you interviewed 30 women and 20 men to gather and together candid dating and relationship misadventures for the book. Um, what did you learn from this very special focus group? Well, I think that the, the common thread that we found was that everybody has dated someone who they thought was gonna be that person and it turned out not to be the case. And everybody has had scenarios where the dates, you know, they haven't 
they haven't worked out for them in their favor, you know? And you can go into things with like the best intentions and say like, you know, I really, really want to make this work. Like I'm going into it with a different mindset. You know, I have a, a, a different set of goals. But I mean, in all actuality, if you're dating somebody's representative, you, you're you not going to get the best scenario. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to work out for you. And a lot of people date with their representatives and they are not their authentic selves. And then everything catches on fire. Factual. <laughs> Um, so how did you select the participants? These, were these personal friends of yours? Yes, a lot of them were personal friends who choose to remain nameless. Um, but when people heard that we were writing the book, we would meet people to say, oh, I have a crazy dating story for you. And so it was very organic. You know, initially we just did a call for stories and we asked our friends because this stemmed from us not just having stories, but also having friends who had crazy dating stories. And then, you know, initially it was gonna be just stories um, from the from the female point of view. But then we're like, we have lots of guy friends who have crazy stories too. Why not have them share stories and then we can just have conversations about it. Love that, love it a lot. So no matter our relationship status, I think we all have some bizarre dating stories, myself included. <laughs> How will your readers benefit from the stories of others? I think it gives them an opportunity to know that they're not by themselves, right? So what me and Erica really wanted to make sure that we projected in this project was the fact that what you see on the surface with someone, they have a backstory. If you see them in a really happy, healthy marriage, or if you see them really happily single in the moment, they have a backstory as to how they got there, right? And nothing that looks good on the surface, it, it came with some heartache along the way. So we just wanted to really engage with our readers to let them know like, you're not by yourself, okay? Like this crazy foolishness, it is happening like amongst the masses. So don't, don't feel like you're by yourself, <laughs> you know? So, you know, just making sure that the reader know that you're gonna hit a stump in the road, just keep going, you know? Just keep going. Beautiful. It's an inspirational story at best. Yes. <laughs> I love it a lot. Um, yes. Uniquely, you've included the dating stories of men, which you talked about, which is an, an, an uncommon addition in relationship books. Why is it so important to do so? Man, that was important because one, there's a lot of so-called dating gurus who write dating books. And a lot of them are men who profit from vulnerable women. And they cannot speak for all men. Although a lot of these books have some good information, that doesn't mean that they speak for all men. So we wanted to include men in on the conversation so they can share their points of view in dating because a lot of times it's one-sided because those books are marketed just for women. Men need help too. Absolutely. Men need help too. And I think women also need to know that men go through things, they hurt as well. And so what's happening when you're in relationships with people who have not healed? You know, a lot of times it can be hard. You know, a lot of women say, oh, it's, it's hard to meet a good man. And, you know, men think, oh, it's hard to meet a good woman. It's really just sometimes hard to just meet good people, 
you know? So, you know, providing the human aspect of these stories, but don't get it twisted. Some men did share, you know, some stories from their player days as well. They did share those too. Um, speaking of player days, so the quarantine theme for 2020 may have made dating a challenge last year. How do you encourage single men and women eager to find long lasting love in the new year to not lose hope? Oh, that's a good question because we just um, put out a post about dating in 2021 and just providing some tips. And one of those tips was just, you know, work on being your, work on being the person that you're looking for. I think that would be one tip that I would give. Like a lot of people are looking for all of these things. And, you know, I believe that you attract who you are. So just work on being that person and allow things to just naturally come. What do you think, Naisha? I think just being transparent. I keep coming back to that because honesty and dating is, is vital. If you don't have it, it's, it's going to blow up and it's gonna be bad, you know? Um, I speak about in the book how, like on my first date with my husband, I told him like every single thing that I felt was a red flag about myself. Like all of the ugly stuff that I was not, you know, I didn't see it to be attractive. Like if somebody was to write these things down on paper, somebody would probably be like, ooh. But I wanted him to know on the first date because I'm like, I don't wanna waste your time. And I don't want you to waste my time. And I might not be for you, you know? So it's best to just know things up front. So I would just like to think that, you know, dating in the quarantine, especially given the way that things are going, like we don't know when we're gonna get back out to like being social without a mask on your mouth, right? So the best thing that you can do, the most attractive thing that you can present to somebody is your honesty about everything. As I mean, as much as you're comfortable sharing, obviously, but just keeping it real. Like, why are we lying to each other at this point in our lives? Wise words were never spoken. Well, I want to thank you ladies both for being my special guest on the Shandria Show today. How can we get a copy of All Good just a week ago? Oh, I love it. I love to tell you where to go, Shandria. So you can go to www.allgoodjustaweekago.com. It is there. It's available on all platforms, um, Amazon. We're everywhere. So we definitely want to encourage everyone to go to the website because you can find out some cool things about us and see some other fun things that we have going on. Fantastic. Well, thank you, ladies. I'm excited to share your book with my audience, and I wish you a very happy new year. I can't wait to share the video. Thank you, Shania. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.